Hey, how's it going, guys? This is Buzz, Candid and Critical, and I'm Beto. I'm Chris, and it's your boy, Brian. And this is Milo. And this week, we're jumping into the multiverse of everything, everywhere, all at once. I know so many of you guys thought it was going to be the Marvel Universe. Oh, no, no, this is better. Not on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's too overrated. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. They just released Phase 5 today, depending when you watch this, and it looks pretty good. But anyway. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so, Beto, you chose this movie as your, I guess, introduction as one of our permanent members. Woo! Why did you go ahead and choose? Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Um, why did you pick this specific movie? Um, well, this is a movie that means a lot to me personally, but I think overall is one of the greatest movies to come out in probably the past five years. Um, and uh, I and I think everyone can like get something out of this movie. Yeah, for real. I mean, it, it's it's not just dedicated to just one person. I felt like it was like that or like to that type of scenario, but like. It, it really hit man yeah. <laughs> i had a like at first um i was kind of a little bit overwhelmed over just the starting scene of what, what you're trying to what what's what the movie is trying to capture you and um it wasn't until the second time i was like you know what i probably have to watch this by myself because um sometimes even for these movie movie nights that we have um I'll, we'll, i feel like obviously all of us we still have to just watch it for ourselves and um uh, it really uh it really hit that beginning piece yeah. i never really paid attention to it but it just shows like the image of how they're having fun as a family how yeah. they're really like what that's what they want and then it just cuts into boom yeah. overwhelming fucking family structure busy oh. wife and before we get into it milo why don't you tell us what we're drinking today um so today i brought us uh voodoo ranger by new belgium it's their core ipa oh yeah it's available in 19.2 ounce cans six pack cans six pack bottles 12 pack cans variety packs the whole rigmarole the, the whole shambambo the whole yeah. big bang bango but yeah um yeah it's, it's their core ipa um clocking in at seven percent you can't really taste the percentage it's really good it's not really bitter and I'm really enjoying it compared to some of the other core IPAs I've tried, like Elysian and Lagunitas. This is actually really good. Yeah. This on a, on a good, good fucking glass, your nice pint of glass. Yeah. Oh, fucking, 100%. 100%. That is possibly one of the good beer that I could actually sit down and just kick back and relax. If you like IPAs, you're going to like this one. But if you don't like IPAs, it might be a nice little introduction to get started. Oh, yes, definitely. This is definitely an introductionary IPA. Cheers but, to um, the new Belgian team. Bringing oh, us good cheer, beers. Yeah. Cheers to New cheers. Belgium for bringing good beer to us. Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, what what were your initial thoughts about the movie? Having uh, having seen it before, or so, I think with Beto. Well, so, I was... Beto had to buy my ticket because he already knows Duh. how I am. <laughs> he already knows how I am. But, like, obviously, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, all I knew was Beto saying, dude, this movie changed my life. And then, like... Or not his life, but, like, perspective of things. And then so the beginning very dragged out for like the first 45 minutes. But after that, it, it gets really interesting. I don't want to say too much about it 
but um what i expected uh i don't know it was very i just didn't know what to expect because i never heard of it until he told me so yeah, yeah you know that's that's as far as i could say I, I think the first time that i heard about this movie my brother was talking about it and it, i just i never really saw like an actual like commercial for it like oh i don't feel like there wasn't a commercial i just i don't know i was just lost with what it but oh, i think i think it was because green, green knight was coming around the same time i believe it, it was wasn't it no green Knight it came out a couple months before okay never mind but um yeah it, it's a good movie I like that a lot. Movie. It's a good movie. It's 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 up there. It's yeah. for sure up there. It was um. I was talking about it earlier about how I hadn't really seen a movie that had come. Oh, I haven't. I hadn't seen a movie on its release year, so I haven't really seen a new movie in a while. Um, just to just a touch uh, a touch on that idea. Actually, it's being re released with an extended cut for eight minutes on July 29th. Oh, that's so really? oh, shit, that's next yeah, week. Yeah. It's July 29th, so next week, so on hot summer day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hadn't seen a new movie in a while, and honestly, I, I didn't really know what to go in expecting. Even if you were to read like a summary, and like I read a like a synopsis of it, and it's just an agent, an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. Like I read that, and I was like um still, like what, what am i gonna go into yeah you know? like that's still like still very broad but i think that's a good thing because like you don't want it to ruin it in the synopsis, you know yeah you just want to brief somewhere like a nice yeah. little brief idea like a little hint of what's gonna be talking about or what they're doing and then even the directors when they were trying to make a like a description for it they didn't want to release too much so they were saying uh a laundromat owner does taxes and that was going to be like the original freaking Damn. like synopsis. <laughs> oh, they should have done that. Man. But um, as we were saying, um, this movie actually got released earlier this year. So it is Relative. our first movie that we've done. That's actually a new movie, not yeah. an older movie. Not an older movie. Yeah. yeah. Relatively new. Relatively new. And yeah. it's uh, directed by Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Scheinert. But um, I already kind of gave a little... I mean, that's the synopsis that IMDb had. So now we're going to kind of go into the characters. So we have Michelle Yeoh as Evelyn Wang. She is, uh, she's the one who, well, actually, Betha, can you go ahead and explain her role in this movie? Um, yeah. So she's basically a woman who, uh, has tried to do many things in her life and basically failed at all of them. And, um, she is just, um, trying to uh run her laundromat with her husband and feels like she's kind of losing control of her life and that things aren't quite the same anymore uh and then uh her business uh gets uh audited by the irs and they have to go deal with that i i feel like for her role it, it felt like it was like an endless loop and she, she was just kind of like i feel like her life was not going anywhere not to mention that her dad yeah. oh. there, there is definitely a a cultural aspect to this movie but depending what cultural background one has you can pick and part or or you could pick and take certain aspects of what she and her daughter go through or have gone through well, and their like upbringing every, i feel like every father figures like that they they yeah. expect their 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 kids to be like oh i want you to be better i want you to be like you know fucking as as like bigger than me bigger than everybody bigger than this like i brought you into this world 
I can take you out of it. Yeah. So so we should save that. As we get there, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's that's very at the end. Yeah, we're yeah. getting, we're getting. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're it's right. The beginning. It's the we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then we have a uh, Ki Hui Kwan as Wayman Wang, who is Evelyn's my boy. I would die for this man. <laughs> I will die for this man. As a uh, Evelyn's happy-go-lucky, kind of easygoing husband, he's just kind of. We have so much to talk about. He, he just wants the best. Wayman. That's all he wanted. Yep. And then we have Stephanie Sue as Joy Wang, aka Joe, or and also as Joe Bu Topaki, who we will explain as we go on. James Hong as Gong Gong, who is uh, Evelyn's mother, father, <laughs> and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Deidre Bobadider, who is the IRS agent. And eventually, one of the one of her or her main one of her main antagonists. Yeah. Well, uh, I would like to mention Stephanie Sue as uh, Joy. Stellar job, stellar job. Honestly, yes. I didn't know any of those actors before, but then like so many were telling, so many people were telling me, like, um, oh, Way Wayman came out in the Goonies, and well, uh, you guys told Indiana me that right Jones. now, and then like someone told me, um. Michelle, uh, Evelyn, no, Ev oh, Michelle, yeah, she's from like some like action like movies back in the days in the nineties and stuff like that. And she that. also came in on Crazy Rich Asians. I, I never yeah. seen the movie. Oh the really yeah, movie. that was a good movie. I'm pretty by sure the way. we watched Crazy Rich Asians. No, I did it. I never seen it. What? Okay. And then James Hong has come out as kind of a lot of characters in like various movies, and I I I remember him primarily from that Seinfeld episode where Jerry Jerry and them are trying to get a table at a Chinese restaurant, and he keeps like brushing them off. And then oh, obviously, yeah. uh, obviously we know Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, She's freaking yeah. the, the face of the Halloween movie. <laughs> Halloween. For real. Yeah. And then uh, well, now we're going to get into the, the scenes because we kind of have a lot of scenes that are like so visually striking that it's hard to not to like get so deep into them. But before we actually do that, um, Beto, can you go ahead and start us off, start us off with the first scene? Yeah. Um... Well, the first thing starts with an image of uh, the family singing together, kind of having like a karaoke night together. Yes, sir. And I think uh, starting the movie with this uh, frame uh, really ties in the movie together. Mm -hmm. uh, and we can get a little more into it uh, later, but I really think it's the perfect way to start this movie. It is because it's kind of like a, a flip of a switch where it goes like from that happy scene and then it's just Evelyn on the table worrying about the audit. But I actually mm -hmm. have a question before we get into it. Uh, do you guys think whether it's the image of them doing karaoke that that is the result of the end of the movie? Like, do you think it's kind of like a, a look ahead to the future of like yeah. how they're going to end up? 100%. Um, I, I look at more as like like something because the movie's about like you know multiverses like some sort of like not an ending but it could have ended like that i guess like in different verses you know absolutely yeah. so yeah it, it starts off with that and then we have it goes into evelyn just worrying about the audit and then we have uh her daughter joy coming into the, the laundromat they're at with her girlfriend and then the mother's just kind of worried about the grandfather how he's going to react just because of the culture background yeah and i think that's kind of what leads to 
as Chris had said when we were watching it, it's just kind of, you know, she's depressed because of like her life and how it kind of turned out. But it, it kind of parallels how her mother's life turned out. I think later on, she said like, oh, I didn't want her to become like me, but she's kind of a mess just like me. But that's fine because she's not alone in it. Yeah. No. Yeah. But think, um. Oh, go ahead. Uh. Yeah. I think um. What this first scene really did really well was really introduce a lot of the issues that all of these characters were going through. Michelle uh, or Evelyn feeling uh, overwhelmed, like she's not enough or she's unhappy with her life. How Raymond doesn't feel loved and doesn't feel heard by uh, Evelyn. By Evelyn. How Joy uh, doesn't feel seen as um, a, a person that is queer. And how uh, even Evelyn still tries to continue to like uh, impress uh, her dad. And it, it, it like ties it all together yeah. so well. Absolutely. It, oh. it, no, no, yeah, no, like it's, it's it's sad. It's like, you know, in, in the per- retrospective of a mom, you know, she's trying to do as best for her child. But not not always are you going to, those are going to be the best decisions. And yeah. uh, the changing of generations is one of the things that is going to be very, very very impactful for for the generations to come of course to parents yeah and that's one of the things that this movie really hits on is uh generational trauma i think it's like a subject that is very much um prominent yeah in this movie now we're gonna get into one of the first scenes that i think is like besides the introductory scene of course that's really prominent which is the introduction of alpha wayman in the elevator well, it was actually before that in the in the laundromat. Yeah, you're forgetting about that. Yeah. Oh no, I mean like where he actually introduces himself. Oh, to Evelyn. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the elevator. Yeah, they're in the elevator, and then I guess it's already him, and then he brings out a an umbrella in the elevator to kind of cover the camera, and he tells her everything to do, like what to do, and then it goes into that scene of where it, it, she flashes back through her whole life and that seems like so fucking cool yeah. like yeah. The, her lifeline in the in the little digital device yeah how it was showing that every <laughs> path she chose to do yeah i like how the little data script is like kind of like going from like all like start to like middle yeah and then to the end and it's kind of just like going by like how how much like just like the it's like a pick your own story kind of yeah, thing kind of like like it's it's like it reminds me of like this one game called the uh, Heavy Rain. Oh, oh I never yeah. played it, but yeah, it's a good game. But I think this is where like I I do hear one of the complaints of this movie is that this movie can be slow in the beginning, and I feel yeah. like the moment that Wayman Alpha Wayman um uh starts like uh, shows himself to Evelyn is when it really starts picking up. He's like the star of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it's like like no, it's like he isn't, but he is. He for real is man. It just. I, I, we'll on, get into it. On, yeah. Honestly, for some reason, I thought the daughter was gonna be like the protagonist throughout the whole movie. Yeah. I felt like it was too. I felt I, like it was. I think I think they were meant to. They did that on purpose to kind of oh, throw I mean, you off I, your heels. I, I figure it was like I, I figure after watching it, I was like, oh damn, I thought the daughter was gonna be the protagonist, and it turns out it was the mom, and I was like, oh what the fuck, like yeah. you know, like that's crazy. But it just um, it really shows that this movie has. Uh, really well flushed characters because every character in this movie uh, has depth, you know. Yeah, we finally have a movie with character development. Shit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Django. Hello, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But let's let's continue. Okay, and then um, this uh, this next scene is 
led to from the one I would just mentioned, uh, where Alpha Wayman basically explains the whole problem and how he had spent years looking for her, or at least that version of Evelyn, who had potential to be like the Evelyn who had died from his universe. Yeah. And he just explained it so well. I think it basically, he basically sums up the summary of the movie, and it's pretty cool because prior to that, you really don't know what to expect. And then he just lays it all. He just lays it all out for you. And I think that's really good because if you're not really paying attention to like what's going on from the start, it's very easy to get confused. But, you know, Wayman being Wayman, you know, making it easy for us. He just lays it all out. And mm -hmm. I think it was really he did it really well. What, yeah. The movie has like a lot of economy in it. Economy. I can't even say the word. Uh, comedy. Yeah. Comedy. Like, it's really funny, too. Like this movie is hilarious yeah it it's, funny. it's it's funny like the the but uh, damn when Rekakuni. it gets sad it gets fucking sad it's yeah. like it's like chris had said uh before we even watched it he was like it does a really good job of melding together different genres of movies mm -hmm. like comedy action romance at some point yeah sci-fi drama i said that bet though remember that yeah i think <laughs> The best movies are the ones that do that, that can't really be classified into just one genre. Because this movie has it almost all. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like it'll pioneer some other movies too, later down the road. And then the next scene, which we have probably our first action scene, it's when Alpha Wayman gets done with the security guard. <laughs> with yeah. the fucking fanny pack. <laughs> I mean, that, that scene was funny. When, when, um, when he was like, Richard! He oh, just fuck. fucks him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was going crazy. He eats a freaking chapstick to activate his the, uh, his jump pad. Yeah. And he just gets down. And I I mean, shit. <laughs> What'd you say when he was about to eat it? You're like, oh, I said <laughs> that chapstick looks pretty good. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, a little fun fact. Uh, when they were making this movie, that chapstick was actually white chocolate. Yeah, so see? Just see? Easy to eat. Yeah. White you chocolate. really think he would have eaten a chapstick? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a movie, hey, hey, bro. That's commitment to the role, right like, there. Exactly. Yes, yes. I want that face to be like. Ugh. <laughs> 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 and then uh, we're going. We're going into the next scene. Uh, when Deidre, the IRS agent, actually verse jumps and turns into a fucking what is it? A wrestler? Yeah. So yeah. like, so like, yeah. So she. Well, she gets the abilities. Yeah. Of a wrestler. Well, yeah. before we get into yeah. that, I want to add that actually um, the actor for Wayman uh, has been a, a stuntman ever since he's been in The Goonies. So he actually does all of his stunts in this movie. Oh, which really? I think is very impressive, yes. Check. Wait, so he did all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's him. <laughs> what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it's really cool. Checkmate, like Jackie Chan. Double. I was going to actually, uh, before we get into it, because I'm sure a lot of people who haven't seen this movie yet and are listening are a little confused as to what we're talking about can you explain what verse jumping is beto yeah so um basically to explain it simply uh verse jumping is uh a way in which you can access the memories of someone from another universe that's you and being able to therefore access all their skills and a way to get there is to do something that you wouldn't do, like eating chopstick or like giving yourself paper cut in between your fingers or shoving something up your butt. 
<laughs> in other words, you're trying Spoiler to... Spoiler alert. If you ever caught yourself in a moment thinking of like, man, I wish I was like famous. If I would have done this, I would have done that. That, that other... Up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out what it's like. <laughs> that other life is living the life you want. But, yeah. you know, unfortunately for or you... Probably not. You know, that life not might be living it. Oh, I just thought be, about it right now. You Damn. might have hot dog in his fingers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh true. <laughs> And then, um, oh yeah, so going back to the I'm fucking stick, that crystal lighting that's behind us, and stick it in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like I don't know where we took no turn in this podcast, but I'm loving it. <laughs> um, actually, most of you guys don't know right now. We actually do all have butt plugs in right now. We're verse right. jumping as we record this. Oh, so. oh that's yeah. true. But um, oh yeah, so going back, so we have Deidre, the IRS agent, verse jumping to become a wrestler, and she confronts. Evelyn and Wayman, and Wayman, Wayman tries to fend her off, but she gets the best of him, and that's when he prompts uh, Evelyn to verse jump for the first time. But because she has never done it before, she kind of falters, and the her jump pad, which is the the to say that she loves her, yeah, to profess her love for Deidre, but because it's not sincere, it fails. So. They just kind of, they confront each other, but Deidre gets the best of her. And then just as Deidre is about to attack Evelyn, she gets down to her knees and just whispers, I love you. And she verse jumps to a universe where she learns Kung Fu and actually becomes becomes an actor kind of similar to Bruce Lee, where she portrays like a Kung Fu artist in all these movies. And she's like really famous. And then she gets down with Deidre. Didn't he use some of her actual movies? Like yeah, uh, from uh, well, the, the red like carpet. live live adaption of like her being on like the red carpet and all that stuff. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, but that, those were actual footage from like, yeah, when yeah, she was yeah. on the red carpet. So crazy, right? I was just like, oh hey, I remember that. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then one of the next scenes that we have next is the introduction of Jobu, who is supposed to be the main antagonist of, I guess, the whole movie in the universes, and she's been looking for Evelyn, and we have her just have a really eccentric introduction where she walks in dressed like Elvis with a pig and smoking yeah. a cigarette. But she changes different forms every time. So yeah. in, the, yeah. in the beginning of how she looked, well, I was kind of like, wait, what the fuck? Like, There's actually a reason for that where it's like because she has that mentality where like nothing matters. So she doesn't really give a shit what she wears because, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. But um, that scene where she like kills the cops, it's a pretty violent scene like yeah. oh like yeah looking back she like turns she makes one of the guys explode into like confetti, confetti. confetti. confetti yeah. like what and then she starts dancing with another guy and the, the other cop shoots him yeah and then she like does this weird thing where she jumps on the last cop and flips him over and like child drives yeah him. she turns into oh, a break uh, neck. <laughs> neck. Yeah. yeah yeah she turns into a luchador and i was like oh yeah. shit i was yeah. not expecting this <laughs> and then, Fucking pulls out two dildos and beats. Oh, oh yeah, she yeah. beats the last guy into like two big ass dildos. Yeah, this movie is hey, so Someone out there got got those in real, bro. That shit, <laughs> that shit the, butt, the butt plugs, bro. There's a lot no, of. No, we'll, we'll get to that scene. <laughs> we'll get to that scene. Um, before we go forward, Beto, is there any scene that we haven't talked about up to this point in the movie that you wanted to go over? Um. Uh, I think it's a very uh, funny moment. Movie. I wouldn't call it a scene. 
but it's right before uh, Wayman beats the guards when uh, Evelyn just punches Daedra in the face because oh. he died <laughs> yeah. attack her. I thought he was going to attack her. I after thought so too. You told me to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Not like this. <laughs> it's so good. Um, mm. But yeah, I think so far um, uh, in the movie, it, it hasn't really hit like the themes that it's going to hit. It's just uh, good action and good fun so far, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like all the, like, serious and good, like, good heart-to-heart moments are, like, more towards the end of the movie. Like, the yeah, last maybe. chapter, I would say. Or not the last, but second, uh, second chapter, because you know how there's three different chapters? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and that's, what I, that's something I like about the movie. It's, uh, it's compartmentalized into three chapters, all of which, when added up together, equal the name of the movie. So, yeah. it's, at the beginning, it's, called everything the first chapter because i mean I, it's I, compiling everything of what's yeah going i guess if you yeah i yeah. couldn't really think of how to explain it but now going to the next scene it's when evelyn uses her singer skills from her another universe where she's blinded oh. to fight the alpha uh, to fight the alpha jumpers for um kind of is that the next scene oh no well i'm, I'm not going to in order but i'm just kind of talking about like main scenes yeah. For okay, the most okay, part, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we have Evelyn using those skills to fight the Alpha Jumpers, who up to this point are from Wayman's universe. But then Alpha Gong Gong is, uh, oh, I guess that, he, that that was a poorest scene actually. Yeah, 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 I just, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, prior to this, uh, Alpha Gong Gong comes and basically tells Evelyn that she needs to kill, uh, Jobu or like. That version of Joe Boo. So, yeah. so what led up to that was the hall when she killed the cops, and then Evelyn was about to. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Up, and she then Alpha Gongon comes out of nowhere in his wheelchair and knocks her out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, when he pulled up like that, the, the VFX in this movie—it's so are, funny, dude. They're all hilarious. They're so good. I think they did that on purpose, dude. Like yeah. how fast he was going, it was like he was skipping frames, bro. Yeah. A little uh, fun fact that Milo wrote in here is that all the VFX in this movie were done only by nine people, including the director. Oh, really? And none of these people went to VFX school or went to school for VFX. Yeah, I, I can respect that, dude. dude. The dedication. Yeah, everything they did that they learned, they learned from like online for free. Oh, yeah. hey, hey, hire me. Hey, 24, <laughs> hire me, dude. I can learn that online hey, for I, free. I, hey, I'm fucking dedicated. Come on, hire me, hire me. So yeah, yeah, at this point, we have Evelyn using the singer skills to fight the alpha jumpers who are basically activated by al the alpha gong gong in I, that they universe. Felt like, they felt like betas to me, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're all doing their jump pads to activate like their different skills. They're humping the pole or like yeah. humping so, the lamp and all that. So somebody's like a... Uh, Green printing his butt, yeah, or like you know, copy. He's copying his butt. So um, the the so I don't know what was the security name, but um, you know um, the bald dude. Yeah, so the bald dude, and then the other dude who was uh uh printing his butt butthole on the printer, they're actually brothers. Oh, Shut up, really? really? Yeah, 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 they're brothers. I looked it up. That's sure. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, they're brothers. So when they're when that we'll talk about this scene, but when they're fighting together and they, it's just it was just funny. That's funny. Oh. That actually leads me to that scene where Evelyn, uh, she's fighting the butt plug dude and the trophy dude, who are, I guess now you say they're brothers, so you can kind of yeah, get into the, it. Yeah, so the, the, it, 
it, it just it's just crazy. I don't know. Wait, like, so like, those two that were fighting and they got their, their that shit inserted in their ass. <laughs> yeah. So 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 let's let's elaborate on this scene because all right. So what happened was um, Evelyn was fighting one of the brothers, which is the one with the hair, and um, they hit each other in the head where the head sits at. So they lost their skills. So the jumpers were telling them the only way to get your fighting skills back, you had to put something up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, so like, I would be like, honest, honest to God, I would have just dropped my head. So I was like, "Look, dog, <laughs> <laughs> we lost the battle. Bro. <laughs> we lost the battle on this one. I ain't raw dogging that thing." So, so um, pick me up. I'm scared. So Evelyn was fighting him and tried to stop him from putting the the annual IRS award of him. Dude, first of all, why the fuck is that? Yeah, award it, well, looking it, like is that, that part of like the the universe rupturing that they're back? That, I, I mean, I I, 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 the, I think the joke behind it because the IRS. Be painting your ass. Oh, you know, like. Oh, she, she. Wait, I thought, I thought it was because they crazy wrote uh, like erotic novels or something like that, and those were her prices. No, no, it was because she she got those award for being a uh, she was the like, IRS agent. Yeah, oh, really? she, she was she okay, was a, like okay, you don't get mind. these ba- you don't get these bad boy for uh, for not smiling bullshit or something like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense actually. That's yeah, so smart. like yeah, that's, that's my correct, my that's my assumption. You know, that's my take on it. Like oh, like the, the reason why it looks like a butt plug is because it was like oh, they're painting the ass. No one likes the IRS. You know, they're annoying. That's true. That's very true. So so uh, um so Evelyn was trying to stop the brother with the hair, and then like the other brother. With no pants at all, comes jumping over the uh, the cubicle, Bro, his legs up, legs up, leg presses <laughs> into the fucking butt plug. Bro. And then he Bro. just gets up, and then he's like, "Wouldn't still no pants." And then you can see the butt plug hanging out of his ass. <laughs> when they're fighting, dude, when they're fighting, that's just, just <laughs> like, wait, wait. And then, and then I was like, "Dog, then, no." Then the, the so no. the brother with, without the hair, he's the one who jumps over. Gets the butt plug, Bro, and then force. so now Evelyn. I don't know what did Evelyn do to get the power again. She um, what did she do? Oh, no, she okay. she blew into his mouth. Or oh, the other no, brother's no. nose. Yeah, so it's the brother with the hair. She blows into his nose, and then she gets fighting skills. So she's fighting the security guard, and then the other brother comes out of nowhere with an actual trophy up his ass, literally up his ass. And then like she's just fighting him, and then like you can see the trophy and the butt plug just. Wait, wiggly. I thought Evelyn had to like snort a fucking fly. No, 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 no. That that was the. Um, That's after. That's that after was the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do a bunch of weird Dude, they stuff. Dude, they do a bunch powers. of weird shit. I was like, when she snorted the fly, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> That's just after that. That's after that scene. Yeah. What, what about the the hot dog? Was that during the hallway? That was during the hallway. Oh yeah, we, that was Dude, a, that, that, that's a those hot dog scene. fingers fucked me up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you're listening to this and if you're wondering if we're talking about a real movie, trust us, this is a real movie, a real good movie. We haven't movie. even we haven't even gotten to the to the deep level of yeah. understanding to this movie. We're just <laughs> we're on the surface level as right now. Shrek once said, "Onions layers, <laughs> layers," <laughs> but um. So yeah, then basically they're like one of them slides on the floor, or the other one jumps in the air and they're like doing some kick thing. And she does a sword where she pulls out the uh, the, the trophies, the trophies out of their asses, and they just lose their power. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. And then I think that's when Alpha Gong Gong traps her, right? No, no, that was actually that was actually after. Or yeah, th- th- not- that scene is after. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because uh, she because Evelyn's trying to reason with her own only child. Yeah. 
We and also it, missed the part where uh, the chick just like uses her dog as a weapon. Oh, oh yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> dude, that dog dude. gets fucking ragdolled, bro. This this movie's action is so crazy that you just kind of forget about like some of the crazy things that happen in here. Fighting with dildos, throwing your dog as not like, literally, a not literally, but yes, yes. using dog as a weapon. <laughs> uh, Fighting with stuff up your ass, snorting flies. <laughs> this movie, this movie's a trip. It hits everything. It hits all the notes. It hits everything <laughs> and everywhere all, all at, at once. once. <gasps> Copywriting that. Oh, crazy. <laughs> but um, that scene following, uh, that's when Alpha Gong Gong comes, right? And then that's when she gets the pinky power. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. The fuck? Yes, yeah. Fucking I, I uh, Kung Fu Panda fucking. Oh, that's when um, um, I think Bill Huh? Or whatever the guy, the guy, the military dude, he's all like, Bill you know, Hater. you know, my my wife used that same perfume before she passed away. God bless her soul. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah, but um, I think around this point, it's where that movie ends. Like it's, it, that, it goes into the end credit. Oh, yeah. And Chris then, was trying to be all fucking smart. And and be like, oh, the movie. Ain't finished. The movie's like, done. Oh. Yeah, I try, I try to come out like the movie's over. Oh, yeah, guys. because she, she, um, she, tr- she tries to over... She kind of overextends herself prior to well, this, well, like, well, the end credit scene. A, a, a very good scene. When she gets the finger power, she flicks someone in the air. <laughs> and then it has <laughs> it has a smash, smash bro. It has a smash bro <laughs> knocking out noise with the baseball bat. That's <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love but, that. um, kind of building up to, like, all this up to until this point, we have her just jumping from universe to universe using different skills and using different memories. And... What basically happens to her is that her mind fractures it, which is what basically happened to Joe Boot in the other uh, in the other universe. So that's how she's able to be everywhere all at well, not all at once, but she's able to be in different universes at the same time. Yeah. So there's a lot of jumping from Without different any universes. Issues. Yeah. yeah. So she's basically living all of her alternate realities at Sim- the same time. Yeah, she's basically a god. Yeah. It is a little confusing at time. I, I know the first time I watched it, obviously, because I had no idea what was going on. I was kind of like, wait, so which universe is she really in? But then you realize she's just living through all of them and like ex- actually experiencing them yeah, in time. Yeah. I mean, that, I think it's this is when the like the thematic element of this movie starts showing up where um, it, it, it kind of makes you feel a little nihilistic. Where it makes you ask yourself the question in a life where everything is random and anything could happen, then what gives life meaning? And this is when this movie starts posing that question. So, um, so that after that, what what happens again? She uh, throws up and basically dies. You know, she yeah. dies, and then she what life is she experience? She experience uh, she's an actress, I think, the karate actress. Or the kung fu actress, sorry. Yeah, and she's talking to uh, Wayman there, which was he was supposed to be poor and not uh, be there. CEO Wayman. As yeah, they well, you got to remember. CEO Wayman, that's before, right. Before all of Capitalist that, because we kind of cut off, we kinda <laughs> cut off that, that uh, scene, uh, Wayman had to disappear because she was fighting, uh, what was her name? Jobu? Jobu. Jobu. Oh, yeah. toward, oh when, when he like, so, when she kills him in the other one. So right? when she's going to die, quote unquote die, uh, Wayman pretty much tells her like, "Oh, I really wish that, you know, I was I was here, seeing you, because obviously the body that he's taking over is obviously 
regular yeah, women. Started... Oh, yeah. yeah. No, okay, so, we, we went skip through a lot of party scenes. Like, the one scene where she was saying how, like, I need to talk to no more women to tell them how much my life would have been better without him. Oh, that, that, that when she said Honestly, that, dude, that was so, I was like, wow. Oh, actually, she says, uh, she actually tells her, Wayman, I saw my life without you. I wish you could have seen it. It was oh, beautiful. Yeah, dude, I was uh, like, I should have uh, listened to my father and not gone with you all those years fuck, ago. Fuck bitches, I swear to God, they're fucking uh, on my nerves right now. I, I wish Wayman would leave her for me, bro. I would take <laughs> Wayman how he deserves to be taken. I would have yeah. been like, and just and grab the crown and be like, you dropped this king. You don't need her. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> and, and then, Your snapbacks um, falling king. <laughs> oh, no, no. And then um, there was another there was another scene that I felt like that was very important to the story. It was. um. OK, I, I lost trade of thought which part was it, but you guys continue. Let me see if I can remember. No worries. Well, Coming I mean, in back. <laughs> well, I guess. uh. We have the the scene where I guess she reaches her full potential, which is the same potential that uh, Jobu's at. And then that, that's when it's uh, the all at once chapter. Yeah. And there's that scene where Jobu's basically showing her the everything bagel, which is just like, I guess, like a dark hole where nothing matters or. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she wakes up and then she's just like, obviously, she was like, telling like, oh, like, I'm so, not trying to kill you. I'm just trying to get be. Have you be like the same form yeah. where I'm at? Okay, so so my take is a little bit different on that. I think what she was trying to well, say. I just, I just did it because I didn't know what to say. Uh, okay, yeah, so yeah. so my my point on 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 which is the Jobu is actually Joy. Her name her name is Joy, but Jobu is her like multiverse name, yeah. a villain name. But Joy, pretty much Joy is showing like basically she's talking about how she's depressed and how like. Every like she puts her hope and dream all in one basket just for it to fail or like not to matter. And when she says the line where like when you realize none of this matter, it makes you feel a little bit more like doesn't make you feel as bad. Because you know, like I was talking. Oh to yeah, it says uh, if nothing matters, then all the pain and guilt from making nothing of your life goes away. Yeah, yeah and like and it, and that that truth that holds a lot of truth behind it because there are a lot of people who I know who are like who are very like oh well none of this fucking matters to me you know like so like, like why like so like you know like it doesn't hurt them. Yeah, you and I, I think this is where the movie gets a little more uh, philosophical. Oh, 100% it yeah, does. Yeah, once the everything able gets introduced is when you start looking at this movie a little more nihilistically. And uh, a way to look at the bagel is uh, an attempt at suicide, right? Yeah. Where uh, uh, Joy uh, realizes that life is so random, nothing matters, and she's just like tired of it, then why be alive? And uh, she was at least hoping that now that uh, her mom has the same perspective as her. Well, well, sorry, to, sorry she... to cover you off on there, but um, if if the multiverses of of um, Jobu or how was her name Joy? Yeah, Joy. Um, I feel like more possibly all the multiverses were kind of the same, like her mom not accepting for who she is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I. I. I what I was thinking in my head, the reason why she felt the way, because if she was feeling everything all at once, she would have at least some universe that were like really good. My idea was a lot of the universe that she lived was like there was no point. Like every universe, because she said herself, there's a speck in time when everything makes sense, but it just for it to go away right away. Like I think she was feeling what Brian's trying to say, which I agree with him, is that like no multiverse had a good fucking. 
life for her like life it was her. yeah it was just shitty and then that she was that's what she was experienced all those like guilt and terrible times because again that's why like these multiverses is a better version of us yeah they but, explain it where it's like <laughs> i mean not necessarily like obviously all our lives are fucking shit and mm-hmm. we're just living this one while we imagine quote-unquote multiverse is a better version of ours but um in a way of saying it's like possibly for her life is that she wants her to understand like this is how i view it in a way where i think she was probably gonna try to show her like you're the fucking cause of all this issue (laughs) i mean i think i think she uh yes and no yeah yeah the way the way i decide to read this movie is that um the, the, the everything bagel represents the viewpoint that uh joy has you know that everything's random and nothing matters she feels basically feels hopeless yeah, and like yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even matter yeah she just feels hopeless and she really doesn't find a reason to live and her jumping into uh the, the bagel is like you know her offing herself and she was at least we hoping ask that ourselves. she could do with her mom why the bagel? Mom. The bagel. Why the form of the bagel? Because it's an everything, it everything bagel. bagel. <laughs> it has everything on it. Can you add everything on a bagel? Yeah, you could she put did. All, more, more all the after dogs. this commercial. Also, <laughs> also, it could. I'm not sure if they did this on purpose. They might have, but it. Uh, it also has the opposite color scheme of the googly eyes. Which oh, the googly yeah, eyes. Yeah, which the googly eyes are the motif, like the the the. the uh, representation of the opposite of the bagel, right? Like, uh, which basically means uh, the alpha verses are the ones who have like the bagels on their forehead, and like Evelyn and Wayman, so, like the regular Wayman, they have the googly eyes. Yeah, it, and it's just kind of. Um, I think it kind of like represents the opposite point of view in the movie, which we'll, we'll get into later. But um, yeah. So then we have a uh, we have the scene. I feel like the the third of the movie, the third like final end of the movie. We have a lot of Waymond involved, where he it, we kind of get into his perspective of how he feels through all of this, and so how so fucking sad. And uh, then like, oh, dude, that part of when they when they when the ending scene. Oh well, the final cut of the scene where they're moving into the next one. Yeah. And uh, they're in the alleyway, and oh, dude, my boy, looking, my boy, oh, looking like a man. like a neo nor character with his glasses. All I, all I just saw was, sorry, sorry, like this this goes out for my cowboy beef. I was about to say that <laughs> shit, <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, fucking spike, spike, spiegel, spiegel. <laughs> I got that too though. All I heard was that song, dude. The fucking <laughs> so, so, the jazz and, song. And that so, quote, that quote when he goes, so even though you have broken my heart. Yet again, I wanted to say in another life, I would really like just doing laundry and taxes with you. Oh, yeah. God. So, so Damn. you risk everything. So, so like, like it, it goes to show that Raymond was part of the same person through every universe, regardless of whether wealth or poor. A theory that I have, and I don't think it's real, and I don't, I don't think like it's conspiracy possible, guy. is that uh, Raymond actually had the same powers as Joju and Evelyn the whole time, 
but knew that the only way to get jo uh, or Joy back was through Evelyn. It's just something I like to see, but I know it's probably not I, real. I, I, I think that makes sense, though, because if we are to figure that Evelyn was the source of most of Joy's like different versions, problems, and I mean, Wayman was a father, and I mean, I don't think they had any like problems. He was pretty accepting of the fact that that version from the regular version was um was gay. That I guess like what Beto said, because of that, he had to make Evelyn realize like, no, like you need to realize what you're doing, and you need to see things through my eyes because the way I'm seeing it, like all my all my versions in different universes are fine. I I. I haven't. I mean, I'm not the one who created like the greatest evil. The way Jobu was created was because she realized that she had so much potential, and she pushed her to her limits and caused her to fracture. And that's how she was everywhere all at once. I think. I think that when he was like pushing, like it's that idea of like you have a family member that's supposed to love you unconditionally, and the mom pushed her to a breaking point, to to her breaking point where um, like. I think it's like a like a metaphor when like pushing her it's like oh you you push her and you broke her like you broke literally her a, a fracture as a, yeah. yeah as a person like you broke her as a person and now she's depressed so that's that's one way i interpreted that one scene where uh, she's talking to her or when I mean, where he's talking I mean, to her we, we missed that scene a little bit back where he would like he like vaguely explained about the one of their best jumpers which was the daughter and then that like how like you pushed her because you saw so much potential in her which it goes to say like how he sees her like how she sees her daughter in a regular universe like in a like regular regular timeline that she has so much potential and she's breaking uh, she's pushing her to her limits where she doesn't want to be that person you know so like and it's even i think even gong gong the grandfather had said the same thing like you pushed your only daughter to the to like her limits and look what you've done like, and then he basically blames her for so Jobu. i feel like that that feels like the the actual contradiction you know, no matter what, Evelyn didn't really listen to, uh, to, uh, fuck, Joy's, Joy's, uh, like part of her, like part of her life, you know, she just kind of like used her to her own benefit and at least in that universe. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you got to think about it, I mean, it doesn't, it, it could contradict to every universe. Yeah. And I think this is when the movie also shows another part that it wants to talk about. Which is a uh, generational trauma, right? Um, Gong Gong did to Evelyn what Evelyn is doing to Joy. Pushed, um, they pushed their daughters away by putting too much pressure on who they wanted their daughter to be. Mm -hmm. Therefore, like uh, uh, Gong Gong did to Evelyn, pushed her away and basically never saw her or had any contact with her until the mother died. And Evelyn is pushing uh, her daughter into a very like dark spot in her life where she feels like she doesn't have a will to live anymore. And, and I, I also I like I, I want to touch up on this too that like there's like this uh, generational gap where like like how like things are different like you know between like maybe we can even speak this from like our our own experience like our own personal experience for our family where like you know like. Some of our parents don't want us to do certain things so they don't understand like that's not how it works nowadays and then they look at it as like oh well this is how it was in my day and you know this is how things were it's like well it's not like that anymore like you know it, it it's like i think that touched on that too and like obviously because this is a chinese background culture movie 
that like it's like like a lot of like you know cultures like mexican culture has that which we're all mexican here that is very they're very like traditional there you go that's the way i'm looking they're very traditional and it's like the thing is it's not like that anymore like you know we're, we're our generation is one of the few that breaking the stride from that culture you know where we're trying to break through and that's the one thing i think the movie touched on really well where it's like parents need to realize what they're doing to their kids it's just because like it wasn't accepted back then doesn't mean it's okay to have that same idea nowadays yeah. in other words you better stop being a bitch ass parent and let your kids be who they want to be break you fucking better hear this right now yeah. break that generational trauma it's all oh, up to God. us Dude, this movie's so packed and we haven't i don't think we will or we get like the time to talk about like um how it also has to do with like uh the information culture and so on and so on this movie is packed and i mean yeah, there's so the, much. There's meanings. so much that we might do a second part for this movie. Just saying. Um, and kind of uh, what going to I think what Beto's saying about how Gong Gong had pushed Evelyn and Evelyn was pushing Joy away. At some point, Evelyn asked Gong Gong like, "Like you pushed me away and you let me go. How did you let me go so easily?" She doesn't want to let go of Joy. She's kind of holding her by a thread, but she's still pushing her away to the point where i mean joy's just at her limit and then even at like at the beginning of the movie where she basically tells gong gong that becky's so, her her friend you skip a very very crucial part where before all of that happened like joy was or jobu jobu slash joy was about to kill herself and then mm, alpha yeah. uh, uh, alpha gong gong was gonna let her kill herself and then that's when raymond uh, regular Raymond, Alpha Raymond. We didn't get into that part, but Alpha Raymond died because Jobu found her in his universe, in yeah, the Alphaverse. In the Alphaverse and killed Alpha Raymond. And then so now it's regular Raymond. And then there's a very good scene where you also forgot to touch over where uh, 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 um, um, Cowboy Bebop Raymond was like, um, uh, oh, where he's <laughs> talking about like his strength. Yeah, like it's like, well, like in which I feel like, uh, okay, I just feel like. Because I, I told Beto a lot of this stuff. I told him and I talked to him. That's how I felt. Or like, not necessarily, not everything is solved by like being a macho man, this and that. Some people find fighting and just being kind and like finding like like reasonable solution versus like, oh, yeah. you don't always have to throw a fist to like to win a fight or to win an argument. It's always be like it, an argument or a fight can always be dealt through something more peaceful and more like reasonable yeah now nah, we're throwing hands for and, and, <laughs> and, and, fate on sight <laughs> no but yeah i get it uh that, that, that's a very important part that though. ceo wayman and what he precisely says like where he's talking about how like you know your father he saw he thought that i had too much of a sweet kind to me and then he says when i choose to see the good side of things i'm not being na naive it is strategic and necessary it's how i've learned to survive through everything and then kind of simultaneously, we have regular Wayman basically saying, like, I know you're fighting me because you're scared and confused. I'm confused, too, all day. I don't know what the heck is going on. My but somehow, Wayman. this feels like it's all my fault. And he's just trying to stop them from fighting. And then this is like, you know, this is where Wayman shines. You know, he finally gets because we have Alpha Wayman this whole time fighting, like literally fighting, you know. And then we have regular Wayman just kind of just being like, he's like, can't we just all be nice to each other? And just being himself and and then so after that part because the alpha women dies and then you're talking about sorry you're talking about like alpha women ready dies yeah regular yeah. women says that and then uh joy is about to cut up you know kill herself and then arguably um, 
um Dongon wanted her like oh like I'm gonna let her do that and then so the the donut believers and the alphaverse people were bagel stop, believers the bagel believers <laughs> and the alphaverse was trying to stop Evelyn and that's when uh Wayman was like stop like don't do that anymore like and then she had to find a way to find a solution for everyone and the, and the solution was like something that everyone was missing you know like and then, oh before you hold on I'm sorry before you continue and it it's it it leads into what you're saying but Wayman says be kind especially when we don't know what's going on yeah and that's true that's absolutely yes. true and, and i think this yeah. is when the googly eye motif comes back right the opposite of the bagel the moment everyone realizes that the answer to this is not through fight to it but to be kind to people around you is when she puts the googly eye on her forehead yeah and, uh i think what the at least the way i decide to read the movie this is when the movie uh says uh, when life is random and when life sucks because when life is random it sucks most of the time the answer is just to be nice find be joy kind to people and be nice and i don't think this is the final like uh message of the movie Get but it. i think it's one of them I, yeah it. i agree, I agree. Find, find joy in it you know yeah. and, and then <laughs> does the oh. scene when like um when like it goes back to the verse where like instead of going to the irs she actually threw the party the karaoke party and that's when uh what was her name again uh Deidre's uh, Deidre the IRS agent yeah she comes and basically kind of like like oh, yeah, I forgot that she fucking gets rocked yeah <laughs> she 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 ruined the vibes and <laughs> <laughs> and then um she uh Evelyn signs a divorce paper which we forgot to touch up on yeah. uh she she signs a divorce paper and the reason behind he wanted a divorce it's not because his her brother did it it's because Evelyn didn't see the worth that he was like you know like he was a kind guy he did everything and, and like everything that she want like he wanted her to do and then and then we also when she touches Wayman's hand and she sees everything that he did for I her want, yeah I wanted to get yeah, into that yeah that's one of the scenes like uh, I guess I just put it down as Wayman just being like silly well, and happy well, well, no no well, no well, that, that well, scene. before 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 you guys get into that just for the viewers know this is gonna be a big spoiler but in the beginning of the movie when we were talking about the whole divorce Wayman was trying to get a divorce in the beginning of the movie and was trying to talk talk to her for a few minutes, but since she was so busy, she never saw the papers. Yeah, so she had the paper in the beginning before uh, before jumping to verse, the regular universe that she lived in. She had the papers. She was just so caught up in what was going on in the middle or in, in the beginning of the movie that she never paid attention to what the papers were about. And um, Just to touch up a little bit, I think the moment that Evelyn starts doing all this crazy shit and all of these worlds is when she kind of aligns herself with the ideology of joy when she breaks the window at the laundromat when she signs the divorce papers when she uh disregards oh, yeah. wayman's feelings and the way that the world were rich and tries to go for a kiss this is her saying life sucks life is random who gives a shit i'm gonna fuck it all up it and, and then what brings her back is wayman's ideology when you're confused because she was very much confused and she was very much scared yeah because she was already accepting that well fuck it you well, know the, who the, gives the, a shit, the, who gives the, a it, shit? W- it goes back to what uh joy said none of it matters and, like yeah. that's to put it in simple exactly terms. yeah she exactly. just kind of lets was, go i think at yeah, that no, point it, it was said, like fuck a it. simpler then, term it was like none of it matters like and it then, didn't lo and matter behold yeah, she, women from a distance saying yeah, and then Wayne will come in and saves the day <laughs> My, 
my baby boy. <laughs> I will die but, for him. But, um, so then, so then, um, when she's like fighting everyone and she's adopted Wayman Way, where rather than like physically fight him, she um finds she find she finds uh, like a way to like fight him in a uh, in a kinder a, way. Not, I guess like it, it's, it's kind weird. of like a, it, it goes back to what Wayman was saying, like be kind, especially when we don't know what's going on. So she doesn't know these alpha fighters until she like touches them and sees like what they're going through. What they're going through. She exactly. like she like heals that guy's like back problem. Oh, she yeah. she's she nice gets, to Deidre in the other universe and well, starts the, loving she, her. And she helps yeah. some guy so, with so her so fucking Deidre, fetish. So, so like Deidre, <laughs> so like Deidre issue was she like she she, she felt like she couldn't be loved. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was one thing. It's like she couldn't be loved, and then like um, one of the guy like a lot of his issues stem from like back, a neck problem. And then another guy wanted a puppy, and, and the puppy. B the BDSM guy wanted to get spanked. Yeah, from I, I guess from her. And then Rakakui, 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 man. we skipped over Rakakui. I've been waiting to talk about it, but my boy Rakakui. No, we could talk about it right now. Go. I'm telling you, we, this movie is so crazy. So Forget dumb, about bro. like everything. <laughs> But yeah, dude, fucking Rakakui, man. I was like, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> uh -huh. All right. Without getting into it, we should move into the last scene where um, Wayman uh, saves the laundromat from getting audited and from getting, like, uh, shut down. Um, and then uh, Joy tells Evelyn that it's just a, st a statistically anomaly. Like, it, were, it was going to happen at some universe, Like, he pretty right? much just told her, like, look, you could choose your own path, yeah. but you kind of have to go with, like, what you want to feel and how you want to live with it. Yeah. And, and I think... Ahead, oh, no. Did you <laughs> yeah. And, and I think this is when this movie, like, uh, gives its, like, final message, right? Uh, yeah, it is to be kind when you're scared and confused. But I think what this movie says... Uh, to nihilist people, to people that think that life is random, nothing matters, is that um, what makes life matter is that we find our own meaning. In a life where it's random most of the time and when random is bad, every so often the planets land just right, where everything feels just right, and those are the moments that make life worth it. And I think this movie puts that beautifully i i think i think what i took from that movie too was also about like accepting like i think alpha gone gone had to, or just gone gone in general how to accept that like you know maybe she wasn't the boy that you wanted but that like you know like you gotta accept your daughter for who <laughs> she forgot, is i forgot about that yeah. scene where he's just like oh, i'm sorry it's a boy it's a girl his face went from a smile to like sad yeah. just like oh but um and like and like you know like accepting that like our differences you know like the whole like idea where like Deidre like you know the whole hot dog thing like Deidre was her lover in that world and she had to accept that and then like honestly I honestly love that scene um so you know th that part where you know you're looking at two two uh, two very well three very different gener generations you know you got Alpha Gangan you know being the first generation of the family the second generation being of Evelyn and of course the third version the third generation of uh Joy and um as much as how the first generation is is very stubborn and very you know this has to be this way it felt very very happy 
and uh seeing that of course that he he accepts of course joy's uh girlfriend you know they're they're, they're caught in you know just like having fun all right and as we're wrapping things up, things up here uh i just ask everyone their last uh opinions of the movie I want to start with you, Chris. What do you think about the movie overall? Whack. No. <laughs> Look, the, the point is we got to get rid of the boomers. So, Once oh, we get rid of them. Um, I'm just <laughs> I, have a, I have a lot to say because there was so much in this movie. And I'm sorry to our viewers that if we're everywhere, it, it's just. It no, was no, no. A, we're not everywhere. What we're doing is reverse jumping from topic to topic. <laughs> all right. So, so like my new guys, just to give you a heads up, it's like a two hour and 19 minute long movie. Um, But. If you want the long story of it, just shove a dildo up your ass, and we'll we'll meet you guys there. <laughs> but, <laughs> we'll meet you halfway. <laughs> but uh, my 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 just my opinion is like it's a really good movie. Like it, it shows you like a very good idea of like what generational trauma could do to people, and it also shows that like you know like like um, it's how- always good to vent out your problems to people, and just know that we're there for you. Look, <laughs> oh hold on, let me let me just say my opinion. So, um, Damn, it, like that. It, it, <laughs> well, um, um, so like not like only that, but like also we gotta be like more like more open minded and be like more careful what we say, I guess, and also like be just kind of people, like you know, like even like if you're going through a hard time, like the answer is not always to like be you know an asshole about it. It's just kind of like you have to like put yourself in their perspective with like you know the alpha jumping where she was jumping a different perspective and she's putting herself there, and then just like and like. It's just a good movie. It's sad. It's funny. It's like a like I think it will help people have a better uh, perspective of how people feel. You know, it's a it's a good movie. Long yeah. story short, nah, nah, nah. Right. I don't give a fuck. Fuck that. We fucking run in the fade. What's your perspective? <laughs> What's your opinion, Brian? Overall, um, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Music. The movie was beautiful. Um, it it, it gives out a, a good reach to people to. You know, if, if you're in, if you're in a down down to fucking shitty place you know reach out to people you know feel don't don't feel like you're <laughs> you know you're by yourself and you're living a really shitty life you know because everyone is and then my final thoughts um if you want a movie if you're like me and beto maybe chris maybe brian all right wait wait wait, wait. all right who you fucking bitch, cried. What? I'm sorry. Who cried? Oh I cried. My fucking, fucking god. Ball, dude. Ball. <laughs> I was, I was, I was looking away from Chris when we were watching it together. My tears streaming down my face. I was like, "Fuck, bro." Don't fucking look at me right now, bro. I, I thought he was, <laughs> no, I thought Milo was fucking around. Like, I didn't take him serious. Yeah. Like, okay, you want to know what part I started crying at? Wait, 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 wait. I like when when you were crying and like I was pretending like. <sighs> Because I already, I already knew what was happening. So I was like, because mm. ah, ah, I started making a fake cry noise. And then I look at Milo with a sad face. And Milo like kind of like tilts his head to the right. <laughs> and then I'm like, you're crying? But, like, I was it, a little it, buzzed. I was a little uh, buzzed. And like, I felt bad because I thought I was coming condescending. But like I was actually how, like, actually like. How fucking rude of you. You're tra- you're, you're <laughs> like I was confused because I thought at first like, oh, he's fucking around. I mean, this is, this is the guy who likes American Psycho, dude. I barely and then know. like, and I'm like, wait, I, you actually <laughs> crying? He was like, yes, Milo's Milo like, I let, you, I let you fucking know I have feelings and that really fucking hurt I, I basically started crying when the CEO Wayman will say, like, obviously it's like when he's saying, so even you, even though you have broken my heart yet again, I want to say yo, in another life, I would have really liked just doing laundry and taxes with you. But it, it also coincided with that scene where you see Wayman being just really happy you know he's just like 
bro. He's just a, he's just being him. And dude, like, that's the thing. I, I, ter- I, I, I turned I, up. That's a, that's a scene I cried into. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I know. Yeah, okay, hey. let's take two shots right now. <laughs> uh, I, I know why this affects Beto a lot. Okay. I anywho, anywho. Uh, As for the Patreon, though. <laughs> last, uh, last. Oh opinions. yeah. So, uh, um, but yeah. So, if you love deep movies that have a deep meaning. If you actually want a movie that you want to analyze, watch this shit. It'll affect you in one way or another. I guarantee you, you won't leave having seen this movie disappointed. This appeals to everyone. There's comedy, there's action, there's romance, there's drama, there's lots of drama. (laughs) Tears will be shed because I promise you, nobody has a perfect life and that's okay. And, you know, just be nice to everyone. We really don't know what other people are going through and for you to be a dick to someone... That's not cool because you wouldn't want the same. And as we wrap up this episode, I just wanted to thank Bento for choosing this movie because this was a really amazing movie. I probably would have never chosen to see this on my own. And as we go forward to the next week's episode or the next time we record, we will be finishing our Quentin Tarantino cycle, which is my movie, which would be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, you have been listening to Buzz Candid and Critical. My name is Milo. I'm Beto. Joy Pain. That's your boy Brian. Hasta la vista, baby. Later. Ciao.